Hello and welcome to the Your Lives in Gaming podcast. As is the case most weeks, this week we're doing Our Lives in Gaming. And I have got my everlasting co-host, Sinneth. How are you doing today? I mean, everlasting is one way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, always present. You turn up. Let's put it that way. Everlasting, much like a gobstopper. Because those (laughs) things actually don't last forever. That's a good way to look at it. And as you may have heard there, Jay Chalk is not with us. Unfortunately, he's not able to make it today. So we have brought in the... Well, actually, you're arguably an upgrade. You're almost definitely an upgrade in terms of the entertainment value you bring to this podcast. Sorry, Jay, but shots fired. <laughs> anyway, Cheese Reaver, the best name on Twitch. How are you doing today, my friend? Yikes. Goddamn, shots fucking fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I just got a, a nice ego boost from that, so I'm sure that'll get dashed somewhere later in the podcast. Well, but, uh... well obviously, I mean, as Jay isn't here and you are, that does mean that you will be doing the quiz which Jay chose, and that will be our Legend of Zelda quiz, so I hope you're educated up on that and you know what you're talking about. Well, um, I didn't receive a series of answers prior to this one, so, you know. Uh... <laughs> Almost like you coordinated with the wrong people last time, isn't it? Clearly, I coordinated with the wrong people. Uh, Hey, don't look at me. Well, like I've said to Jay multiple times. I didn't say shit. Yeah, he tried too hard to defend himself. He did. He should have, like, nope, that's the answer. Next question. Yeah, I I was on to him from the beginning. Sineth, you were a 50 50, but I was pretty sure you were in on it at least. And, Mm -hmm. uh,. I was entertained, so that's what really matters there. And I'm yeah, sure you guys were kind of the point. That was really the point. <laughs> Isn't that truly the point of all of this? Just to entertain ourselves and well, maybe it's... some people on the internet, but mostly ourselves. Yeah, I mean, it did start out as mostly just to entertain me, but I'm pretty sure you, you cheese are getting a lot of entertainment out of some of this. <laughs> oh, I truly am. Because <laughs> I got to play a prank on all of you. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's always good. But, as always, to start the show off, what I want to know, guys, is what have you been playing? Cheese, as um, our guest, do you want to go first? Yeah, let's uh, No, as the first. guest, I will go last. It's your oh. choice. So, Sinath, what have you been playing? <laughs> so, I had said last week that um, I had kind of stepped away from Celeste a little bit, and um, I just kind of had almost a whole week of just sitting around and trying to figure out what I want to play. I've been playing Phasmophobia a lot. Um, Phasmophobia is a lot of fun with some people. Um, I've been enjoy- I've been playing with Cheese and a couple other people. Um, so that's been a whole lot of fun. Um, and then um, I got a whisper from uh, Metadog, as you guys probably know, um, who asked me if I wanted to participate in his charity event coming up in December. Asked me if I wanted to speedrun Celeste. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> yes, please. Oh yeah, um, shout was... out to Meta Dog. He's he's a good guy. Yeah, and it was a super super like kind of helped lift my spirits up over the last week, and it's it's definitely a, a nice thing. So I've been practicing Celeste again, but instead of doing any percent, I'm actually trying to learn what's called the all red berries route. Okay, and now just to check, didn't the red berries unlock extra levels or something? 
Um, no, they just show off and show how good at the game you are. That's it. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, I realize it's not the section for that yet, but my hot take is strawberries don't grow on mountains. <laughs> True. Hot take. I'm, I'm not sure that qualifies as a hot take, but I'll allow it. You're right. That's a cold take because it's a mountain <laughs> and there's snow on the mountain, so it's a cold take. <laughs> there are so many reasons that's not a hot take, but yeah, I'll take that one. <laughs> All right, so what else have you been playing, Sinneth? Um, I mean, yeah, mostly Phasmophobia, Celeste, um, that's about it. Okay, one quick thing, seeing as this is a gaming podcast, yes, we focus mostly on video games, but how is your virtual tabletop setup coming along? Um, so I do have a little bit of a hot take on that coming up a little bit later, but, (laughs) um, we've played a couple of games already, and, um, I've really started to learn the software, learn kind of setting up my own web server which is what's coming up later (laughs) um and just a lot of like going in and having a little bit of fun with it so um been using my voice changer as people who may know me from the commentary side of sra um you know i have this little nice voice changer to make things more fun which definitely players enjoy because i can get really into character and (laughs) it's just funny all around yeah, I remember doing the same thing when I had a game going with a couple of friends online. I used the voice changer app just to think, because I was too lazy to even bother trying to actually act out characters. Voice changer did mm. all the work for me. <laughs> yep, and it's a lot of fun. Fair enough. So, cheese, what have you been playing? Um, so I've been playing like uh, some Phasmophobia, both with Zenith, uh, WJG, a couple other people. Uh, Raft Chapter 2 came out uh, uh, recently. Um, but I played a little bit of that. Uh, they added uh, a couple more islands, uh, a zip line, uh, a battery charger. They added some stuff. It's cool. And uh, I have started, since the last time I was on the show, uh, I started a, I don't know if I'd call it a series on Twitch, whatever. My next Twitch goal is I'm calling it my Pokemon journey. I'm going to play through every generation of Pokemon. To so, be the ultimate master like no one ever was. I want to be pretty good like <laughs> lots of people have already been. No, uh, <laughs> no. So my the, the 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 whole thing behind it is is I'm going to play each generation, uh, just one of the games out of each generation. Uh, I'm playing remakes when available, just because I like quality of life improvements from the remakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, within each game, I'm trying to catch every Pokemon that you can without trading, uh, because since the ways I'm playing it, I don't really have a mechanism to trade. Um, and then there's also a with re- within reason clause in there, because uh, I know as I hit some of the later games, there's things that are like, oh, this thing has a 1% uh, encounter rate and a less than 1% catch rate. And I'll be <laughs> like, mm, I'll give it the old college try, and if I don't catch it, fuck it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you this. As someone who is fairly up-to-date in terms of the amount of Pokemon games I've played, and that would be all of them, uh, I I don't remember having any particularly bad moments trying to catch Pokemon. And like I've got a completely full Pokedex as well, though not yet from, Sword, from Pokemon Sword, actually. I need to get back on that and finish catching everything. But... I think the um the ones but... that Cheese are referring to as Generation Two and the Legendary Dogs, those can be a pain in the ass to get. <laughs> that and well, like uh, I just I just finished the Safari Zone, 
Uh, okay, I actually so Safari Zone is frustrating. I'll give you I that. just yeah. did the last of it actually offline, uh, because the only thing I was missing was a Tauros and a Chansey. Oh, a Chansey yeah. has a 1% encounter rate, a 90% runaway rate, and a 4% catch rate. Yeah. So with all of those things combined, <laughs> fuck catching a Chansey. But I did it anyway. <laughs> but I, I did it offline, because to catch those two Pokemon, it took me three hours. No, that's fair. Yep. I, I can't argue too much with that. I mean, something that I definitely made use of was like the trade-forward functionality that came into the later series of games. and yeah. That allowed me to start moving up some of the rarer Pokemon, so I had them in my deck. So I, I completely get where you're coming from there. But, yeah. So how has that been going? Are you finished with... Because is it Fire Red or Leaf Green you're starting with? Then? Uh, Fire Red... Um... For all future games, uh, I'm letting my viewers vote on which game within each generation I play and what my starter is. But since I just kind of started it out of nowhere, I had to start with something. <laughs> and I know Fire Red a little more than Leaf Green. I realize they're the same game, but it's just, you know, they're just the, the subtle differences in which Pokemon you can catch and whatnot. So I picked Fire Red. I started with Charmander. <laughs> well, no, that's uh, And I haven't beaten Fire Red just yet. Uh, I just finished the Safari Zone, and I'm about to get my fifth badge, or yeah, my fifth badge, which will be the the, the Ninja Bug guy, Koga. And by the way, Cheese is letting um, his viewers vote on which uh, version of the game each generation he gets to play. So for the next one, it's Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, and, you also... and, and the starter. Yep, and you can also get to choose the starter. So if you want your memes to become dreams and go vote on Mudkip. Go do it. I believe Mudkip is currently winning when I get to Ruby Sapphire. Um, do you know But I've, I've actually watched your stream a fair bit while you've been playing it. I've just had it on in the background uh, while I've been doing other stuff. And I've completely missed this voting bit, so I'm going to have to get back on there and vote for something. But... Uh, it's there. Oh, and one other thing. I added a, a channel points raffle to where if someone at the beginning of each game I'll do the raffle for everybody who's done it and you get to pick a Pokemon I have to catch, you get to name it and I have to use it in my final party hmm. that is beautiful I, oh. I I want in on that I and really I also do. added one if you've got a ton of channel points, if you're one of those weirdos that actually watches me uh, for 10,000 channel points you can just immediately be like hey go catch this and use it <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Nice. So I've been playing a ton of Pokemon. Ditto, if everyone wants him to catch a Ditto for his final party, <laughs> go get on the channel. Uh, I expect it's going to be a whole lot trollier than just a Ditto. <laughs> or a oh, Magikarp. No, I like oh god, if somebody makes me use a Magikarp, well then I only have five Pokemon. Is <laughs> what that argument is what that means. No. Uh. One thing I do want to say, like when you said about letting people pick which one you're going to play, whether it's you know Heart Gold, Soul Silver, whatever it may be for the future generations, mm -hmm. I've always wondered: do like people get actually attached to one over the other, or is it just down to I prefer this Pokemon? It's only in this one, because for me it's really weird. Because me and one of my brothers have always bought the Pokemon games uh, as they've come out, more or less. Sometimes we get them a little bit late, but generally he has decided he wants this one, so I just get the other one. Like, he wanted Pokemon Shield, so I just bought Sword. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of been like that. Like, I think he wanted Y, I'd, so I just got X. It's, you know... 
but um, do people actually get I attached will... to one or the other? I will say, and I will. This is 100% nostalgia talking. I am attached to red over blue when it comes to first generation, because red was the first one I ever owned. Okay, I get that. And for me, to be entirely honest, if we're going first generation, it's going to be yellow for me because that was the one generation where it was quite late in the generation that I got the game, and so it was the release of yellow has already come out, so I ended up with yellow. And, and yellow was awesome because you got all three starters. Like, let's let's yes, be real. And that was the beauty of <laughs> yeah. it. It's like, you know, you get your um, Pikachu I started, up front. I started when it was the original blue and red, um, back when it was Game Boy, not color. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and so red was my first one, and then I think it was silver for my second one. Yeah, but, I think uh, the first one I played, I think, would have been blue, because that's the one that my brother had at release. And then I got yellow a little bit later because one of my other brothers ended up with red. I would say for the most part, if people have that one that they really love over the other, it's, if it's not nostalgia-based like that, it's literally because, well, this is my favorite Pokemon and you can only catch it in gold. Or, you no, know, that's it, it, it's things like that. I mean, I, I will just put this one out there. The reason that my brother picked, sword, oh, sorry, picked shield over sword when I asked him what his reason was and I don't know if either of you are wrestling fans, but his response was quite literally, because I believe in the shield. Now, he had to explain that to me as well. <laughs> but there we go. Wow. Uh, I picked sword because I don't know, but that's the one I bought. But if my viewers decide to make me play shield, I'll have to buy shield. <laughs> I, think my wife, I think my wife ended up playing uh, sword when she got it, and she played um, the sun game. Sun instead of moon. Yeah, she's shaking her head yes that she got sun instead of moon. Now, like, sun, moon, I bought moon because I liked the design of Lunatala or whatever, the, the, the moon bat. Instead mm -hmm. of yeah, sun. I would have picked moon, too. Like, there are definitely some games, especially, I guess, Ruby Sapphire was the first one where which game you chose decided what legendary you got. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah. So um, there's no. probably definitely was, a lot of... Sorry, go ahead. It was, it was gold silver was the first one that mattered as far as which legendary you got. I thought you could get all three dogs in both gold and silver. Yeah, you're forgetting about uh, the birds. Ho -Ho and um, oh, Lugia, Lugia, no, oh, oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh, uh, you're right. Okay, so I guess yeah, it did start there. For for whatever reason, I think of Ruby Sapphire being the first one, just because you know Gru Grudon versus Kyogre, like yeah. that's. Well, in those, you fought a very a, a completely different, well, I'll call them the quote-unquote Team Rocket of the game, Team Aqua versus Team Magma, based on which game you played. Yeah, yeah the games true. are still pretty much the same, but... Oh, they're basically identical. Let's not lie about it, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's going to be my vote for the favorite generation right there. Gen 3, Honan, um, was definitely my favorite, and I played Emerald after the fact and got Kyogre, Groudon, and Rayquaza. So you're one of those. No, I'm just... <laughs> uh, I will say a lot of the games that I have played because after Gold Silver, I took a long break from Pokemon because I was off at boarding school and then I was off at college and they just kind of didn't really have a whole lot of free time that I wasn't using for other more nefarious purposes to play Pokemon. So, <laughs> uh, so I didn't actually come back until God Moon. Uh, <laughs> I I did have a long spell between 
I want to say Gen 3, but I kind of feel like it was actually Gen 2 and then didn't come back until X and Y because, much like Cheese, though not important in school, I was off doing other nefarious things. And hmm, yeah. since I came back to playing them, I then went and got, on, got copies of all the other games that I'd missed in between and played through them. And I Which thoroughly is part enjoyed of it. What, that is part of what this journey is, is to, so I can fill in. Like, I never touched Black and White or Black and White 2. Never touched them. Uh, I never mm-hmm. played Diamond or Pearl, but I bought <clears throat> Platinum after the fact. Right. So I was right. at least, you know, vaguely familiar. Yeah. I uh, never touched X and Y. And like I said, I didn't come back till Moon. So, I mean, they, you know, there's multiple games there in the middle that I know nothing about other than, all right, it's Pokemon, so it ain't that complicated. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened with me, too, is um, I played up to Gen 4, which was the Diamond Pearl Platinum series. And then I skipped out on um, Black and White and Black and White 2. And then XY came out, and that was I jumped back in during X and Y. And I really haven't touched a game since then, even though I've kind of looked at um sun and moon was like that seems like a cool game if i had the money for it i'd grab it but i just never got the money for it um and then sun and Shield moon... came out, felt okay. kind of lazy sun and moon was neat because they they realized okay we cannot actually come up with new pokemon forever so let's start <laughs> doing variants on old ones and i honestly <laughs> i like the idea between the, the the regional variants and they brought those back in sword and shield i i like them I thought the regional variance is such an awesome idea, and I don't have any particular dislike for any Pokemon that's out there, but it's better than giving us another ice cream Pokemon, for example. Yeah. And and eventually they're going to run out of regular birds. Like, they've got to be running low on regular types of birds to make... Because hmm. yep. every damn generation you have that starter bird that has three evolutions... <laughs> I mean, you do. Everyone. No, yeah, yeah. You have uh, your mascot of the game, which was Pikachu, and then it was like the flying rat, the flying squirrel. Then they had another like electric Pokemon. I call it the electric mascot of every generation. Then they have the bird generation, and then they typically have like bugs you run into in the first forest. Yeah, they, yeah. there's almost always an early bug you can catch that always hits its final evolution at like level ten to twelve. Look, ultimately, it. It's a simple formula, but, but it God, that works. Has the crack effective. Yeah, like <laughs> you, know? <laughs> I, you know, replaying through Fire Red, like I, I'm hitting major nostalgia chunks here. Even though I didn't play Fire Red, I played Red, <laughs> but it's still like, oh shit, I just caught a fucking Electabuzz. I ain't caught an Electabuzz in twenty fucking years. <laughs> like you know. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah. It, it's not something you go out your way to look for at the end of the day, even if it is just coming back to the game. But, uh... I think we've talked about... Drake, what have you been up. playing? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, just before we move on to one, what I've been playing, one thing I just want to add. Obviously, she's uh, just mentioned the regional variants that they introduced in Sun and Moon, which is a really cool idea. One thing I really liked in Sword and Shield, and this isn't a spoiler in any way, shape, or form, but... Because they have, you know, gone for that, this region is adapted from British history in this particular case, and in other cases you've had French history or French design and so on and so forth. The some of the new Pokemon introduced have specific references to that country's history, 
and I like that way of doing a couple of new Pokemon each game. Yeah. And then regional variants for the old ones. I think that's a really good way to do it. It doesn't like take us to two thousand Pokemon anytime soon and you get the gist. We're at eight hundred and fifty ish right now. Yeah, that sounds about right. It might be a bit more than that. But yeah. you can't actually get all of them in Sword and Shield. No, you like, cannot. There are just there are hundreds of them that are just there is literally no way to get them in the game. Yeah, but to be honest, I have no. Yeah, they're not even coded in the game, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah they're I mean, not. You, there's only like three different generations of starters that you can even get. Yeah, that like sounds about right. Gen, gen one, gen four, and then the uh, the current gen. But there we are. But, yeah. We're all Pokemon fans. This is now clearly established. Um... <laughs> this is now our lives in Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could do a whole episode on that. But uh, what have I been playing? So I finished Horizon Zero Dawn. Fantastic game. Best open-world adventure game I have played possibly ever. Um, Very few likely to be up there with it. Um, What else have I played? So I started The Last of Us because... Because it's fucking amazing. But so far, really, really enjoying it. Though, after... Horizon Zero Dawn, it feels very clunky and slow to play. <laughs> well, because it's a that's... very different style of game. A hundred percent. But I kind of feel like I should have played something in the middle, something short as a little buffer just to break me out of Horizon Zero Dawn, which is basically the only game I played for about two weeks. <laughs> so... I mean, that's fair. Yeah. But, but you know, that's a very minor complaint, and I'm sure as we get closer to I don't even know how far I am. I'm. I've just met the dude who booby traps the whole town, and Bill. Yeah, that was his name. And yeah, so I've just met him, and I'm assuming that's not very far into the game because I wasn't playing it for very long. Uh, only a couple oh, no. of hours. Oh no, you still got. <laughs> you've got three seasons to go. Well, there we go. So plenty of time to keep get to get more used to it and start enjoying the actual slow clunkiness of the gameplay a bit more. Um, also, it does suck uh, aiming a gun to shoot without using a mouse. Um, why Why do people play on consoles? I just don't understand that. But, moving on. <laughs> uh, Breach. I've also played a bit more Super Metroid recently, and to be honest, I'm not really feeling it right now. Like, I love that game. Like, love it down to the core of my heart. And... Yeah, I just I'm just not feeling playing it right now, so probably gonna have another little break from that. Even though I haven't really been back to it for very long, uh, I started playing. Clearly, some... your previous break wasn't long enough. Basically, yes, and I started playing some Super Mario World Kaizo. Uh, that's a lot of fun. It's not easy, but it's yep. a lot of fun. Uh, which uh, which Kaizo hack have you been playing? So I have played a couple in the past. I've not finished any yet, but the other day I started Quickie World Two. And in about 45 minutes to an hour, I got through four, three or four exits. So I was feeling really good about that. But I haven't come up to a shell jump yet, so I'm not completely uh, shafted just yet. Yeah, I'm <laughs> terrible at shell jumps. So uh, once those really got introduced... Because there weren't any shell jumps in the original Kaizo. No, yeah. Right. They got introduced at some point, and after that, most Kaizo games I can't complete because I'm just awful at shell jumps. Yeah, it's... 
Like and the you way might, you... You, those of you out there that have played Super Mario Maker Two might think, oh, they're not that bad. Yeah, they're very different in Mario Maker Two <laughs> than they are in actual Super Mario, the actual Super Mario World engine. Oh yeah, oh, yeah definitely. They're um, not the same thing. <laughs> There's a streamer that I watch who had a um, Kaizo named after him, uh, Grand Pooh Bear. And, oh, yeah, Grand Pooh um, World? Yeah, Grand Pooh World. And so he's a streamer that does Mario Maker 2 and Mario Maker when it was just Mario Maker. And he's telling everyone, no, the shell jumps are so much different in Mario Maker 2 versus, um, you know, doing them in Super Mario World. And it's just because of the way that the games both work. <laughs> Well, yeah. to put it in perspective, because <laughs> Pooba is good at Kaizo, and it's unfair for him to give this information when I, who am shit at Kaizo, can give it just as much. And that is that <laughs> in Super Mario World Kaizo, I will die 99 times out of 100 if you put a shell jump in front of me. In Super Mario Maker, 50-50 is probably generous in favour of deaths. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, they are very different techniques. Mm-hmm. But that pretty much sums up what I've been playing. Oh no, Genshin Impact. I've been playing a lot of Genshin Impact. We'll talk mm-hmm. about it a bit more later because I know Sinneth has some f- thoughts on the game. But I do. Uh, I have also been playing some Genshin Impact. Probably because, not as much as you. But uh, I enjoy it. Yeah, to be honest, I've been stuck at home the last couple of days, so I have been getting really stuck into it. And I've basically done all of the missions that are available in the game right now. So I'm going to take a little break from it. <laughs> nice. But yeah. How much real money have you spent? Not a penny. Oh, that's good. Um, I, like, I've managed to roll, I think, two characters just by chance. And I've not actually sent a single penny because I don't see why I would. I've got a full squad of characters I can play the game without doing it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, if, to be honest, I'm loving it that much, that if they get to a point where they go, oh, for the final chapter of the game, you're going to have to pay £10, I, I might, if I'm still into it at that point. But I've really, really enjoyed it. I just won't spend money on loot boxes under any circumstances, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to put money in it in that way. Well, uh, good yeah. on you for that. Because fuck loot boxes. Yeah. That is, yeah. I would call that my hot take, but that's not a hot take. Well, it's like, <laughs> I've I've had... <clears throat> sorry, I've come across websites before, like, or, you know, we've all seen them, where you've got some sort of offer where it's like, pay what you want for this. Whether it's like an album, a, a game, film, you know, whatever it may be. And I'm not going to lie, I always pay nothing at the start. But if I actually enjoy it... I'll go back and I'll make a payment because if if the, if I actually see the value in it, then I think they deserve the money to actually encourage them to keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know some people, and I mean, you might have to cut this out because I'm going to talk about it anyway. That uh, do the same thing with piracy; they pirate a game, and then if they like it enough, they buy it. Uh, I'm not going to lie; I've done that in the past, and I'm not going to cut <laughs> it. I'm not going to be specific. I've done it in the past. Like, it has I, occurred in a time that is not now, but oh yeah, it, there, a long time ago. Like these days, I literally just buy any game I want. <laughs> so there yeah. was definitely a time not too long ago where it was a whole lot easier to pirate a game to try it out because there were no demos, there were no like 
you know, outside of like what they were showing you at E3, there was no way to know what the game was going to be like. So, and it was a lot easier. Um, I would even say as of two to three years ago to pirate a game, try it out for a couple of minutes and see if you really like it and then delete it from your system if you didn't or buy it if you did. Um, were there, and games there are some that... games to this day that I own outright and I played the pirated copy because the DRM is so shit mm -hmm. on the real copy that I'd rather play the pirated copy, even though I own the damn thing. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, that and I mean, position to not, be in. Not, try, not trying to t say, you know, piracy is awesome because, you know, it's definitely stealing money from well-meaning creators that are just trying to make a living. But in the same sense, you know, put demos out for your games, people. Come on, just give us like, an, not even an hour. Give us like, I would say... 20 minutes. Two, I would say two hours. I would say two hours in a game. That's mm -hmm. enough to get the sense of what you're supposed to do in the game, to see the first couple of missions, to get everything, like your controls and character set up, if it's character creation and controls. Um, and if the game's less than two hours long, then yeah, make your trial period shorter. Uh, make it like 20 minutes, like she said. Um, but I would almost think that making your game, your demo shorter would also tell a player this is a five hour game or a 10 hour game and may shy them away from buying it because there's not enough content. Um, well, I'm that not going to be... lie. I, I'm, <clears throat> yeah. I'm not going to need a two hour demo. Um, most games I will have decided a lot quicker than that, whether I'm willing to keep playing them and two hours to That's be honest. True. I mean, and I mean, effectively, and I'm not saying to go and abuse this system because everyone's aware of it already, but with Steam at the moment, you've got the, if you haven't played for two hours, you can get it refunded. So effectively, yep. via Steam, you have a two-hour demo. I mean, I, I literally have never used that. I've so never, I ever had to refund if, a game. Like, they don't state there's a limit on how many times you can do that, but I have to assume there's actually an effective limit on the number of times you can do that. Uh, there's got to be yeah, a limit I'm... on the number of times within a certain period, for sure. Right. Yeah, and not to mention the way that two per two hour period works is from the time that you launch the game and the time that you spend while the game is running on your computer. Um, so if you spend that two hours trying to set up the game just to get it to work, and you go over two hours, sorry, not sorry, now you own the game. Yeah, but you know, if you're gonna download a game to try out and potentially refund, play it then and there. It's on you, otherwise. But uh, you know, I mean, but. Demos, I will say, I used to love when I was a kid, and like you'd buy like PC Gamer or something, you know, whatever magazine oh, yeah. was out. The and disc that would come demo with twenty five demos on it. Yeah, yeah, those like, were the best. The number of games that I discovered through that that I never would have even considered otherwise, and I grew up loving these sort of games. Like a perfect example of this is Dungeon Keeper. I don't know if any of you played it. I hope you have. I really do. But, I've played Dungeon Keeper. Yeah, I, I vaguely Keeper. remember Dungeon Keeper. Yeah. See, I first played Dungeon Keeper on a demo disc from. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was PC Gamer. It might have been Games Master, which was a UK magazine. But we played. Me and a couple of my brothers all played it through that, and we literally ended up buying one and two, and I think all of, three. Of, me and two of my brothers have got Wolf the Overworld. Uh, we've got, I've got like an evil genius, like the entire series of games in that style have just become something I play because of a demo I got on a magazine as a kid. Mm -hmm. And 
it's actually that style of game that I've been kind of looking into recently, like even on my mobile device to see if there's anything like War of the Overworld or Dungeon Keeper that stays kind of true to that formula without being a pay to win, you know, nonsense. <laughs> Look, mobile Not real gaming, pay to win. I mean, come on, dude, you're setting yourself up for a fail. True. Hey, you could play Among Us on mobile. True. Yeah, but that's not in that mold that he's looking for. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that pretty much covers what I've been playing and what we think of that anyway. So, Sinath, have we got any news this week or this last couple of weeks? You know, I really haven't heard a whole lot from the gaming industry. Granted, I haven't really been looking either, <laughs> to be completely honest. Um, I know Baldur's that there's a Gate bunch of three dropped. Yeah, Baldur's yes. Gate three did drop. That is um, something that is, and that's early access, isn't it? It's like not even the full game yet. Uh, yeah, it's still early. It's it's still considered early access. Does it not have the full game? I don't believe it does. Not sure to be honest. I haven't actually got it yet. I know my younger brother did, but I haven't yet. Um, there's a game that's called RuneScape that got an HD upgrade. What old Wait, school there's... RuneScape? Old school RuneScape got re-released and has an HD upgrade. And oh. it's free to play. And it's free to play. Well, that's cool. That I mean, I've got cool. a good bit of RuneScape back in the day. It's been a long time since I've touched RuneScape. I know I didn't play it a lot, but there's nothing wrong with that game. Um, I played way more WoW, but... Still, I played yeah. a good bit of room games. Uh, Baldur's Gate Three is still in early access, according to Steam. Right, but yeah. I, I'm not. I, it's in uh, technically in early access, but I wasn't sure if it was like not not the full game or just because early access on Steam can mean a whole lot of different things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. I've got I've got big bugbears with the whole early access thing, but that's for another pay, time. Pay me, you know that might be a hot take. Pay me to pay me to beta test your game or to beta test my game. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but yeah, um, I know obviously um, the... there's been a lot going on with PS5 and Xbox Series X, One X, 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 Six, Triple X. <laughs> Xbox needs to name their shit something else to make it easy for those of us that don't pay attention. Dude, they went Xbox, <laughs> Xbox 360, Xbox One, like. <laughs> Then Xbox One X, and now it's like Xbox One Series X or something. Like it, it's, oh, dude, it's not knows? enough. They need who to knows? like PlayStation's got it right. Just keep that fucking number ticking. Because <laughs> you know what they got. PlayStation Five is going to come out. I can, but I can already tell you what the next one's going to be named. Or, or the motherfucking PlayStation Six. Or go down <laughs> the route of Nintendo, where every console is a Nintendo something different. And that's yep. cool too, because they're at least different enough. And I believe that actually, uh, though that that naming scheme led to part of the downfall of the Wii U. Uh, probably did not help. Yes, I because people thought that. it was just like an extension of the Wii. Yeah, yeah I can understand that. But the Wii U had some great games, and I will defend it to the death. I I, I have a Wii U sitting right over there. I can see it from where I'm sitting. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. Um. I guess another game that came out fairly recently that I've been seeing kind of pop up on streams um, and be talked about is a game called Hades. Have you guys seen this yet? Oh, Hades. Yeah, Hades. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, it's been out for a while because it came out, I think it was an Epic exclusive, though, for a little while. Um, uh, looks kind of Diablo-esque, or am I thinking of a different game? 
no, little it's bit, very, yes. Same sort of presentation, of take, but it doesn't play the same. Yeah, it's like take Diablo, but then take... Um, have you played any, like, roguelikes? Yeah. Yeah, so it's Diablo roguelike. Okay. And the guys that made it, I own every other game they've made. They're all brilliant. Uh, Bastion was one of them. Um... Bastion was killer. Uh, well, you know who made that. You know what other stuff they've made, so you've got an idea. Uh, you can look it up yourself. Bastion, what, Transistor, I think, Transistor made that Transistor was too. one, yes. That's brilliant. There's a bunch of them. They're really, really good games, so I've got a lot of hope that I'm going to enjoy this game. So I'm going to get it, mm-hmm. but I just haven't yet. Um, Jackbox just got another version of their Jackbox Party Pack released. Now they're on number seven. Okay. I have never played a single Jackbox I've game. I've got to ask. I don't actually know anything about the Jackbox games apart from they're the Jackbox series and they're supposed to be part of games. Someone tell me what the fuck these games are. <laughs> um, so Jackbox games are you get a bunch of people together like we have here and um, you all go into the same game and there are mini games that you can play together. So um, one of them is called Quiplash, for example. Quiplash is... Um, the game will give you a question and you have to come up with a funny quip about that question that you have been given the funniest. And then you basically get like at the end of that round, you get another round where everyone gets to vote on each one. Whoever gets a higher amount of votes will move on to the next round. And whoever does not get enough votes just gets eliminated. And so it's just, it's just like a game of who's going to get the funniest quip more or less. Um, and then there's there's a bunch of different games that kind of all fall into this kind of just funny how things can funny come out even though they are kind of normal. When you started describing this, I was thinking something like a Mario Party. But as you've gone on through this description, I'm now thinking something like dinner party games, like we're playing Pictionary but on a video Cards game. Against Humanity. Yeah. Yeah, Cards Against Humanity is a better way of putting it. Okay, well, I, I mean, I'm confused by why anyone would buy these, but okay. Um, I will say that it's, I think, I don't know if it's more fun or less fun than Cards Against Humanity for any of those of you who have played it. Um, it definitely can have its moments, especially if you are allowing for more of the raunchy style stuff. Um, it can definitely be a lot more fun than Cards Against Humanity. And I mean, Cards Against so... Humanity is very raunchy. <laughs> what I'm hearing here is that we should do this on Jay's channel for AdMods next time and oh, yes. Definitely. be completely open and allow anything. Yes. Oh yeah, that's gonna that's gonna fly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's just joined a Twitch team, hasn't he, of uh, family friendly streamers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um oh. But no. Watch Dogs okay. Legion's coming out fairly soon as well. The new Watch Dogs game. I've never touched any of the Watch Dogs games. I've never touched any of them either. No. I have touched them. And the new one, honestly, I'm hesitant about. Um, mostly because it seems like they're kind of doing the same thing almost. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I have to kind of see what they're going to do with this mechanic that they're coming up with. Fair enough. I mean... Like I say, I haven't played any of them, so I don't really know a great deal about them. But, uh, like, I hear totally mixed reactions across the board about 
is it two that's already there's two already out the first one and second one yeah first and second one are already out yeah i, I just hear complete mixed reactions across it like some people talking about how much they love them other people talking about how terrible they are and it's like i didn't care I'll, enough to begin with you're really not helping to sell this game to me one way or the other i i will say that if you've played like infamous or um prototype um, you'll kind of already have played Watch Dogs, where it's you get a quote-unquote special mechanic for the game. and Or Saints Row is another good example, which is, I guess, more Grand Theft Auto style. But still, it's that style of game where you have an open world you can go into, you can take missions, and you have a quote-unquote special mechanic that your character gets that is unique to Watch Dogs versus Prototype, where you had special powers, or um, Infamous, where you had special powers, or you get the idea. Just throwing this out there. Saints Row 3 was amazing. Saints Row is amazing, yeah. and everyone should play it. Well, Saints Row 4 was... Uh, Saints Row 3 was really the sweet spot. Which was I the cannot... one where they go crazy on the dubstep? That was Saints 4. That was 4. Okay, there was a lot of entertainment value, but they definitely went more down the ridiculous route than the serious route for number 4. Oh, right. I, I agree. Mean, the, the, the first mission, you're the president, and you have to stop aliens from invading. Yeah, and there's the giant dildo I, sword. And which, that, that's in three as well. <laughs> which reminds me, Saints Row Four is on Jay's Steam Clear. <laughs> it needs that. I think actually, now that we're thinking about it, I think he has it. Saints Row Three as well. Yeah. I just, I, I just put in two more, so I, I, I'm, I'm tapped for the moment. <laughs> okay, I'm interested to see how that goes on the Steam Clear when we get there. Uh, though I uh, do you know what? take off a family friendly tag for a while. Do you know, I am fairly close to enough points on his channel to request another uh, request a game so I think I'm going to stop wasting channel points on stupid crap and request Saints Row 4 there you go double check that it's on the list I know 3 is but I'm not too I'm pretty sure, sure about 4 was too I was looking at the list earlier because well, I redeemed two new ones today <laughs> What did you redeem? Uh, XCOM, the original. Nice. Uh, or oh, sorry, XCOM uh, Enemy Unknown, the uh, not the original original, but the, the first of the yeah, current the remake. series. The first of the current series, uh, and System Shock Two. Oh, nice! That's a nice. fun ass game. I am looking forward to those. They are both fun games. Um, yeah, I, whether it's three or four, it doesn't <clears> matter. Whichever one's on the list, I'm going to pick. A Saints Row for him to play because I want to see how that goes with the whole family friendly dynamic. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's even an option in the menu to no to turn it down. No. Is there? No, no, there isn't. <laughs> no. You can blur the nudity, but not turn down turn off the expletives. Yeah, how that is un-American. a very M-rated game. Very M-rated. How yeah. un-American! I'm just going to stand by that. <laughs> like allowing bad language, but not nudity. Obviously. Graphic violence is a go from the start. That's but, yeah. a given. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. Uh, I don't know if there's been anything else in the news this week. I really haven't paid much attention to anything. I've been going really hardcore on Genshin Impact, it turns out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't been paying too much attention myself just because of it's been a week of kind of recovery and getting things back into how I want them to be for my life. No, that's fair. IRL stuff's got to take precedence at the end of the day. So, in that case, unless there's anything Cheese can think of that he wants to bring up, uh, what's free this Not week? in this section. 
<laughs> so what's free this week? Um, so Sega has continued their 60th anniversary. Um, so last week we talked about Sonic 2 being free. This week, if you go to their website and sign up um, and then link your Steam account, they will give you Nights into Dreams for free on Steam. Of interest. But you have to log in. They don't just give it to you. Right. You have to go to their website. You have to create an account, register an email, but then that's it. Like Once you register an but, email yeah. and you link your Steam account, it's free. And also, registering the account is literally putting your email in. Yep. Yeah, I don't know if I want Sega having my email. Yeah, I can understand that, but I mean, Google, Apple, Microsoft, they've all got it already. EA have probably got it already. What can Sega do with it? (laughs) You know what? I don't know, and I'm not sure if I want to know what Sega (laughs) could do with my email address. I mean, I've heard I've heard Nights into Dreams is supposed to be a really good Sega Saturn classic. Um, I have not really played it or seen it played, but I've heard. I know it's got a killer theme song. Okay, yeah, I have played it. It is the only Sega Saturn game I have ever played. Uh, It it is a really fun game, but it definitely takes you a minute or two to actually realize what's going on and how you progress in the game. It's not. It's not a just naturally intuitive follow this pattern sort of thing. But I won't say more than that because I hope you give it a go because it is a good game. It is. And like she says, banging tunes. The only thing I know about Nights is the, the theme song is banging. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. It, it is good. But uh, I've already claimed that. I haven't played it on the PC yet because, well, Genshin Impact has taken over my life. But... Yeah, what else is free? I know I got some stuff up Epic as normal. Yep, so Epic has its normal um every couple every week they have uh one or two games that are free. This week right now until the 22nd, Amnesia, a machine for pigs is free. And I've heard if you're looking for horror games, Amnesia is supposed to be on top of its game. Machine for Pigs, I believe is the sequel. Um yeah, uh, I don't I don't care for horror games, so I don't <laughs> Yeah, I tried playing the original different. Amnesia, and that, that kind of almost walking simulator horror game where there's nothing you can do, I'm not a fan. Yeah, that's that's my big bugbear with some of the horror games, is like I don't mind being mauled by something, I don't mind being required to run away, but when literally it's, walk here, look at this, walk, basically walk around until you find the next trigger, and then walk away from it until you get to the next trigger... That gets really boring really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't actually tried them myself. All I've just heard that they're supposed to be really good. I mean, that's all I've heard. <laughs> no, that's fair. Like they, they may very well be, but I, again, I not not my cup of tea. Uh, mm-hmm. The second game that's free on uh, until the twenty second is called Kingdom New Lands. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you know, this happened to me again this week when I went to claim that game and realized that I've previously claimed it on Epic, and I'm just like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, I'm just... every. It seems recently, every time they've got two games out, one is one that they've had on some time back, and it's just... It's a bit annoying, to be honest. You go onto it, and you're like, oh, it's free, nice. Like, it doesn't even show on their store that you already own it, because at least that would right. save me a couple of clicks. <laughs> right. Um, have you actually played it though? Not yet. No. Much like mm. everything I've claimed free off Epic. Not yet. <laughs> hey, 
You've actually got an Epic account. That's a step above me. Or maybe it's not a step above. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I was just going to say, the only reason I actually got an Epic account is because I was that determined to play Borderlands 3 when it came out on release. And unfortunately, the Epic platform is unnecessarily resource-heavy. Um, I mean, I don't believe it's China data mining me because what are they going to find? Um, but you get mm-hmm. the point. Um, coming up next week is Costume Quest 2. I'm sorry, did you say Costume Quest? Yes, Costume Quest. Do you know anything about this game? I do not. Cheese? Mm, no. Okay. I want to say just... in it on sale on Steam before. I, I'm just like with I don't know the name just instantly was just like well, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know it, it's yeah. Um, yeah, sure and the whole the pictures on Steam uh, on the on its Steam tab really aren't fucking helpful. Uh, <laughs> I hate that. It looks like kind of a story epic. Um, where you're trying to figure out what's happening around you, more or less. Um, and it looks very, I mean, it looks very cartoony. So, I mean, something that would be appropriate for maybe someone of a teenage. I could be completely wrong, but... Oh, well, I mean, it could be a great game. It's just the, the title of the game alone just had me thinking, well, what the hell kind of game is that? <laughs> the, you know, In a world where Halloween is against the law. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm look. That seems to be the the like the setting. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And I mean, it's by Double Fine, so Double Fine is known for kind of intriguing storylines every now and again. Short games, but you know, still kind of funny, quippy games. Oh well, I'll be honest. If it's a Double Fine game, I will definitely get it. It's well, it's going to be free, so I'm going to get it anyway. But you get the point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Double Fine did Psychonauts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That game's fucking amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Um, and the second game coming up next week, uh, again, continuing the horror theme for the month of October, Layers of Fear 2. Never heard of it. Not a clue. Um, nope, so, we'll uh, according to the description, it is a first-person psychological horror game with emphasis on exploration and story. That sounds like a walking simulator to me. With jump scares, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I've got a feeling that won't be my cup of tea. Like, why can't they make good horror games anymore? Like, good Halloween, you know, that sort of themed game. Something like Zombie Ate My Neighbors. My Zombie Ate My Neighbors was amazing. It's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Zombies Ate My Neighbors back. I think that was SNES. Was yeah, that was SNES. Yeah, such a weird game, but such a good game. But see, that's the beauty of some of the games of that era. Like, the logic, the story, all of that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But damn, are they fun to play. Yeah. I guess What's something the fucking that... logic behind Earthworm Jim? There isn't any, but that game is fucking amazing. <laughs> I guess a very good that... example. I guess something that I should have brought up in news, and we both talked about it as a game that we've been playing recently, um, was Phasmophobia actually did come out kind of recently, and it's been blowing up. Oh, is it actually a recent release? I figured it might be um, one of those games that had been out for a year or two and just, you know, popped up out of on. nowhere like Among Us. Yeah, Let me it double seems check. that uh, these sort of like group party game type ga- deals are really blowing up right now. Yeah, but that's they good. definitely are. I, I, I'm glad that that's happening. Nope, 18th uh, of September date, 2020. 
Yep, so it is recent. Okay. So it's only a month old. Yeah, I still haven't picked it up. I will at some point, probably right about the time everybody else gets bored of it, knowing my luck. But, uh, yeah, we'll have you to keep jump on it soon, then. That is an interesting game. <laughs> well, yeah, um, that's the thing. It's it's sort of like selling itself as a horror game, so I kind of overlooked it even when everyone first started talking about it. But between you guys, WJG, uh, a couple of other people, really, like, really selling it as a really interesting game to play rather than, oh, yeah, you get caught by a couple of jump scares. Look, yeah. I fucking hate horror games for the most part. I think they're stupid. This game is a lot of fun. That's fair. All right. Well, that, that's a huge sell right there. <laughs> to, to be honest, Cheese seems to agree with me, or I seem to agree with Cheese on a lot of his opinions on what makes game or what's worth playing gaming wise. So, to, at the, this point in time, if Cheese recommends a game, there's a good chance I'm going to give it a go. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there's yeah, a game I mean... called Rusty Gun. It's seventy-one <laughs> cents on Steam. No, I'm kidding. Dude, I'm kidding. dude, I told you. You book it in. I will be there. All right. I'll have to get at least the two of you and maybe Jay, and we'll uh, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get something done. And I will buy anybody who doesn't have it the seventy-one cent game. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that, and we'll do uh, Enter the Gungeon because I know I had brought that one up too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll do... But people have heard of Intro to the Gungeon. Yeah, Who's I ever do... heard of Rusty Gun? I want to do the Rusty Gun thing, because I think that'll be a lot of fun to just do. Right? Just yeah, definitely. totally blind race, with blind commentary, and everyone pretending like we are major speedrunners of this about. game, and we know what's going on. Just make like... sure to edit this part out of the podcast until after that happens, so anyone listening... Oh, we haven't cool. got enough listeners to be concerned about that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, hopefully anybody who is listening, who watches it on SRA, just goes along with it. Just go with the oh, flow. Like, now, in fact, if you're listening, you can act like an expert too. We will oh, go with the flow. 100%. Like, probably like be correcting us and calling us out on crap that we have no idea about and you have no idea about. I'm totally on board with this. I think it's <laughs> going to make a massive entertainment value. Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, at all, uh, have you got any other free games this week? Um, not that from I can see. Okay, because I have. Uh, or do I any more? No, they all expired. Never mind. Ignore me. I do not have any more dates on them all over. I just I had a couple of windows open that I claimed free games earlier this week. Keep an eye on Microsoft Store. They're also doing free games if you're on, especially if you're on Windows Ten, but. Be aware, as soon as you click to claim the game, it will automatically start installing it, which is quite annoying, to be entirely honest. Mm-hmm. That is dumb. Okay, so I guess if that's it for what's free this week, geez, I, I know both you and Sinneth have things that you would like to mention that are grinding your gears or you've got a bit of a hot take for, so why don't you go first? And now you're going to make me remember the things that I had hot takes on. But I don't remember any of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what happens to me every time we get to this section. Sinneth, what have you got? Come on. Let's start with Genshin Impact. I I should have written my hot hot takes down. (laughs) Um, So, I know we're going to be talking about this one for a while. I honestly didn't like Genshin Impact. Okay, why? Um, When I went into it, I think what really turned me off was 
that the game did try to kind of sell itself as a gotcha. Um, for those of you that don't know what that means, basically loot boxes um, where you pay money or in-game currency to open up characters that can help you progress through the game. And the gotcha is very unforgiving in it. So if you don't get a character that's decent, then you're kind of stuck in the game with... I mean, yes, you can play the game. You can eventually get to the end of the game. Will you have fun doing it? That's debatable. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, I did have fun doing it. I Well, okay. The reason I didn't have fun is because I felt like I was just sitting there either firing my bow or swinging my sword, and I'm doing, like, maybe 50 to 100 damage to these creatures that... I'm sitting there fighting for a couple of minutes. Like they're just not dying. Cause I'm not doing DPS and it just felt like a grind because I didn't get good characters. And I'm like, well, I can't reroll. I can't get good characters. I'm not going to put real money into this. So I'm done. Oh, That's kind of what I made was, the game not fun for me. I was straight on just leveling up my weapons, my characters, giving them the equipment, like upgrading weapons and stuff. It, I batter through things in no time. Genuinely like, Maybe at the start, I don't particularly feel like it was, but maybe at the start, it might be a little bit of a grind. But seriously, give it another go. Just just look into it a bit more. It, like I really enjoyed it, primarily because the gameplay was very Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. But in uh, some Bre ways... Breath of the Waifu. Yeah, okay. Breath of the Waifu, as but we've been calling it. It has been dubbed Breath of the Waifu, yes, that's true. Um, but like the gameplay style of it is... A little bit more like there's a little bit more than what Breath of the Wild gives you to actually do in the game and that makes it quite fun to play for me though it doesn't have shield surfing so it can't possibly be better than Breath of the Wild <laughs> that is my I one mean, big bugbear with this game give it, me it, shield it might surfing also, it might also be a case that the genre itself is just not a genre I'm into so I've tried for example the Fallout series like Fallout 3 I tried I legitimately tried it, got to, like, the first town outside the vault, which was Nuketown, I believe is the name of it. It is, yeah. Um, and I got a little bit you into know, the Fallout story. Megatown, not Nuketown. Um, well, regardless, I, I got a little bit into the story of Nuketown, and I'm like, this is kind of slow and boring. I'm not really doing anything, and I put the game down. I never play it again. Same thing with Skyrim. I played for baby, maybe three to four hours total before I put the game down and never went back to it. And um, yeah, I mean, just games like that where you're kind of going from place to place. Yes, you get to fight a creature every now and again, but I don't know. It's just not exciting for the way that those games are presented to me. And I, I think it's the same thing could be said for Horizon Zero Dawn for me. Like I was watching you play it. I'm watching you go around. And I'm like, OK, I get it. It has a stealth mechanic. You can fight these creatures if they see you. There's a little bit. There's some good storyline. I get that. I just I don't know. I'd, I'd rather play kind of party games and games that are kind of more challenging platforming wise or challenging in a way that makes you really think about the game in general versus, you know, hey, I need help because this dragon is attacking town and we don't know what we're going to do. Can you help us? You're our only hope. Okay, like, it's so... so wait, wait, all right, I got it. You just all right. So the number of hot takes you just threw out all at once. We have to, we have to dissect. Wait, wait, can I just jump in very quickly? Fallout and Skyrim and Horizon Zero Dawn. I think we can sum, out, sum up sorry, your hot take as rather than having an issue with any one of these games, 
you might be one of the few people on the internet who does not like open world adventure games. Yeah. All right, fair enough. You're just factually wrong. Yeah, that's just that's just factually incorrect. <laughs> it's okay to be wrong, but just in case you were wondering, you are in fact wrong. And I mean, 100%. I've asked, I have asked people to like if they have an extra copy of Skyrim, I will give it a second chance. I'm all for trying it again, but it's one of those like I don't know, just open world where you can kind of do everything and anything, but there's no clear direction as to how to make your character any better or stronger or make the game more challenging at any one point. Yeah, I don't know. Just between Fallout 3, 4, New Vegas, Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim, I have like six to 7,000 hours combined in those games. Mm -hmm. That's rocky numbers. you got to pump those numbers up, kid. <laughs> I, that's and, and that's a rough guess because actually trying to put a number on the number of hours I've played in Morrowind is uh, virtually impossible. Dude, trying to put a number on the amount of hours I've played in most of those games is virtually impossible. Even uh, the only two I know for I know for certain are Skyrim and uh, Skyrim and Fallout Four because I bought them on Steam like originally. That's the first place I ever bought them. Okay. So all of my hours are there. Of all of those series, Fallout 4 is the only one that I could give you the exact time for, because that's the only one that I had on Steam since they started tracking time. And everything else and I mean, I've either played on other stuff or had the originals like before it was you had to have Steam. I, I feel right. like this genre includes a game that I've brought up a couple of times here that I actually do enjoy, but it is also a game where I kind of play for a couple of hours and I'm like, okay, I've had enough fun with this. I'm going to go do something else and ignore it for a couple of weeks or maybe even a couple of months. No Man's Sky. I mean, I loved No Man's Sky in the way that it presented itself. It is very open world exploration um, and there's very little challenge to what you're doing, but it did it in a way that was different enough for me to go, okay, there's different worlds you can explore, there are different creatures you can find, different things that you can find within the game. Um, so it had enough there for me to keep going with it, but then, like, recently I haven't touched it in probably a month now, and it's mostly because I'm like, I've done everything I want to do, what else is there that I can do that's going to keep me going? Well, I'm just going to jump right in and say, though there is definitely crossover between what you you know the the general basis of how the games are played. I would not put No Man's Sky in the same category as any of the other games that Cheese mentioned two minutes ago. No, yeah. Not uh, not even close. See, for like, me, No Man's hmm. Sky falls much closer in the Minecraft satisfactory range. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's With definitely which... more of a world builder with exploration yeah. and you know a little bit of a story included. And that might be why I kind of enjoyed it is because I liked Factorio, for example. Factorio, I thought, was a really cool game to play, and I still go back to it every now and again. Um, Prison Architect is another one that is kind of that builder aspect where you start with nothing and you have to kind of make sure your prisoners are not breaking out and killing the guards. <laughs> if you've never played RimWorld, you should try it. Oh, okay. Stop mentioning RimWorlds. It's just a reminder. No, I will not stop mentioning RimWorld. Everyone oh. should play RimWorld. All of the listeners, every one of you. If I haven't bought it by the Christmas sale, I will buy it in the Christmas sale, okay? So, cheese. literally, on the first day of the Steam Christmas sale, 
send me a message, ping me in a chat, wherever, <laughs> saying, Hey, motherfucker, you, you got RimWorld Rim yet? yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> phrase it. But no, Obviously. seriously, if you if you like that, uh, like the, the Prison Architect style of game where you kind of start with nothing and build your way up, uh, definitely give RimWorld a try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And then, I mean, else? Satisfactory is even on my wish list too. But okay, I, I'm enough about my hot takes. What do you guys have? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. You threw out some serious hot <laughs> 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 Like, by insulting both the Elder Scrolls games and the Fallout games, you have just well, disparaged a large portion of the internet. Wait, okay, before we go any further, before we go any further, people and just throw Bioshock in there. <laughs> Man, fuck the Bioshock series. Anyway, uh, I do have a serious question for you, actually, Sinister, with with the Fallout series. Have you ever played Fallout One or Two? No. They are very different games. Give them a give give them a try. Okay. Like also, the Bioshock games are not great. The Bioshock setting of Rapture is fucking amazing. Fight oh, me, IRL. I will IRL. totally agree with you. I will like, totally agree with you. One hundred percent. The setting is amazing. For one, you don't want to fight me, IRL. No one needs to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, um, like in Venice, I will give you that. Everything I have seen of Bioshock and Rapture as a whole, really, really cool setting. Unfortunately, the gameplay is bang average for the genre, and the story is so slow and boring that I could mm-hmm. not give a shit about it. Oh, the gameplay and- is 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 average. I mean, it is the definition of average. I will one hundred percent cop to that. But fuck, Rapture is an amazing setting. Mm. Okay. And Columbia this- from Bioshock Infinite was meh, but and Rapture. I mean, this, this is this is why I feel this way about Skyrim or the other games I had mentioned earlier. You know, ten minutes ago that you know uh, the Aaron is probably going to hate me for is the I go into those games and I feel like. The gameplay isn't capturing me. Genshin Impact, the gameplay just isn't capturing me. You're going up to your creatures and swinging your sword, and you can cast some spells. So what? Your 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 NPCs are like, oh, please help us. We can't do this. Well, I think the real hot take here is that Sinneth doesn't like fun. I think <laughs> that's the true hot take. That does line up with a lot of things he said in the past. In fairness, I mean, <laughs> you know. There's definitely like that time he compared himself to Lemon Easy Snicket. Uh, Prince Olaf, sorry. That Count Olaf, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm taking the mic. But uh, yeah, he definitely does not like fun. That, that seems clear. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your hot take, I take it, Cheese. <laughs> yeah, my hot take is, is clearly Seneth just doesn't like fun. Okay. Well. <laughs> I do have one thing. I've mentioned it multiple times in different chats in the last couple of weeks, but the PS4, as a console, really grinds my fucking gears for Mm. one very simple reason. I'm going to install a game. You need to remove... You need to free up 35 gig of space. Delete 48 gig game. You need to free up 500 megs of space. Delete a 2 gig app. You need to free up 200 megs of space. Do you know what? Fuck this console. Done. (laughs) Like, I just do not the, understand the logic of this. It's so stupid. The memory management, management on the console might be shit, but it has some baller games. Okay, no, yeah. 
it, it's got some great games. It really does. And like Horizon Zero Dawn, as an example, I did not expect to enjoy it anywhere near as much as I did. Like I knew I was going to enjoy the game because of the style of game it was, but I didn't think I'd come out of it thinking this is the best game of this genre that I've ever played. Like it's no way could I think it would come game. out with that. It's fantastic. It really is. It's solid all the way through. And do you know what? And fuck Head you, Ted. Up. Ted. Fuck you, Ted. Up. Ted fucked up hard. Like <laughs> all of you out there that have never played the game and don't know who Ted is, no matter how bad you think it is that Ted fucked up, I promise you, he actually fucked up worse. Oh, do you know, I genuinely was like, how could he fuck up worse? And then I found out, and I was like, oh my, f- what? <laughs> yeah, because you, you, you found out the first time Ted fucked up, and then I was in your chat at the time, and I'm like, look, Ted ain't done fucking up. And you're like, how can he fuck it up more? Yeah. And yet, and yet through I sheer wrong. will and determination, <laughs> Ted Farrow managed to fuck it up even more. Yes, yes, he did. But, um, yeah, that's my issue with the PS4. Uh, I, I don't see it being any better with future consoles. I can only imagine how people feel that try to play the Call of Duty that's like 250 gig, because you must not be able to have anything else on your console whatsoever. But, you know, whatever. Did you stick the to PlayStation PS4. have multiple, like, memory versions? Probably. I've, I- I, I, yeah, I bought my PS4 very early, so I'm I'm just not sure. Yeah, this is my little brother's PS4, which I'm pretty sure is a release console. And if not, I know yeah. you can add uh, drives to it. Yeah, I'm not doing that. You can, I'm just saying it, it is a thing you can do. <laughs> I'm guessing these people that are playing the 250 gig Call of Duty game probably did so. Oh, mm-hmm. It's that's just ridiculous like i know why they've done it in the game i've seen the official explanations but it's just such bad practice and lazy game design it's mm-hmm. it's ridiculous but yeah let's well, not keep you, on with this because you know ted fucked up let's move on <laughs> so uh Seeing as we've all had a little rant about something, uh, even though Sinneth, uh, sorry, even though Sinneth mostly ranted and most of our rant was about how he just doesn't like fun, um, <laughs> we need to hear what's been going on with J Chalk Steam Clear. So uh, Cheese Reaver will be acting as J Chalk, telling us what's going on and what's been going on with the Steam Clear adventure. Uh, so, since the last time Jay's been on here, I believe he's done a single stream of the Steam Clear. Uh, he was playing some Dragon Age Origins. Uh, and then he got sucked back into the depths of Super Metroid. And has gotten <laughs> the PB in, like, three or four different categories since then. Uh, oh, yeah. He keeps claiming that, oh, once I get a PB in this category, I'm going to put it down. And, uh, that, of course, hasn't happened, no matter how many PBs he's gotten. Um, so, don't expect him to touch, you know, Steam Clear for another two or three months. <laughs> well, especially given that he's just started Chrono Trigger. Oh, that's true. He did he, that. That happened earlier today. He started Chrono Trigger. Which, to clarify, is nothing to do with the Steam Clear. That nope, was that's a follower a goal. Follower goal. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, uh, Chrono Trigger, amazing game. The fact that he's waited this long to play it, he he put it as a follower goal rather than just playing it, despite the numerous recommendations from everybody. Um, shame on you, Jay. Shame on you. But yeah. he's going to experience it read. finally. 
He's learned how, if he's gonna play Chrono Trigger, he's gonna learn how to read. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna spend a lot of time reading stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he also had Undertale as a follower goal and quit that after one stream. He had um, a couple of follower goals. Uh, Dark Which sucks because Undertale's one. good. Yeah, no, Dark, Soul, Dark Souls. Dark Souls. I understand why he quit it because if you're not ready for that game, it will crush your soul. Oh like, yeah, definitely. And if you watched that stream where he was playing Dark Souls, like you could see the life draining out of his eyes on screen. <laughs> it was bad. I did not yeah. watch it. I don't in any way blame him for dropping because it was supposed to be like a twelve-hour stream of Dark Souls, I think. And I mean, oh. he got there in two streams, but still, yeah, I I completely agree with you, Cheese. That yeah. I can see why he dropped Dark Souls, but then to pick up Undertale and drop that after one stream, I I am going to assume that he's either going to feel the pressure of his Steam clear and drop Chrono Trigger very soon or now after playing it for one stream. Or if he, he tries that, actually... fate will drive to Nebraska and stab him. I might have to fly out there and teach him a lesson if this happens. Like Chrono Trigger is just too good of a game to do that too. Like, it's too oh, important. I agree. Again, I've not Undertale played Dark Souls. Undertale is the same way, if you ask me. I've not played Dark Souls or Undertale, but neither of them have the history and the greatness that Chrono Trigger has. And I know that for a fact because Chrono Trigger is the only game that could possibly compete with Super Metroid for the greatest game ever made. I will probably agree with you there. Chrono Trigger is very good. And I most certainly am known to have a bit of a bias towards Super Metroid in that debate. Uh, yeah, I don't think either of those are the best game ever made, but they're both really good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm curious then. What do you think is the best game ever made, Cheese? Uh, you already know the answer to this. Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> Which... Well, actually, let me take that back. That is my favorite game of all time, which is not the same thing as necessarily me thinking it being it's the best game ever made. Uh, no. Those kind of are two separate things to me. And if I actually had to say the best game of all time, <sighs> I mean, 12-year-old me is going to have a say in this, but it's probably actually Final Fantasy VII. Mm. See... I, I can't fault you too much on that, but the biggest problem I have with anyone who picks Final Fantasy VII is the story of Six is so much better. But that, that's not what makes a game at the end of the day. Like, the story I is disagree. part of it, but yeah. Like, the first half of Six has a great story, and then Kefka is evil because Kefka's evil because Kefka's evil. Okay, fine. That's yeah, yeah like I'll give you that, that. That's my problem with six. And people, people like they hold up Kefka as as though he's this deep, this deep villain that has you know such such great motivations. And no, his entire fucking motivation is I want power because I'm evil. Because fuck you, I'm evil and I want power. Yeah, pretty much. He's just crazy yeah, from the no, beginning. He's crazy and, from the beginning. But in fairness, and, uh, I like a crazy villain from the beginning. And actually, oh. this is something I brought up um, to someone on their stream not too long ago. And geez, you might be able to weigh in on this. Who do you think is crazier, Kefka from Six or Jack from Borderlands? What, like more gone in the heads? Yeah, like as in more Jack ball because of what he did to fuck it. Fuck it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you've not played Borderlands 2, stop listening right fucking now for the next minute or so. Uh, Jack, because what he did to his own fucking daughter. Yep. 
I, I, w- I would have said Jack, to be honest, in that situation, and not just for that. There's a number of different actions through the character that I, I mean, there are others. he is not in his mind in any way, shape, or form. But what he did to his own fucking... Enslaving his own daughter? It's, it's up there, if nothing else. Uh, it, yeah, no debates on that. <laughs> Alright, unspoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I, said, I, think I thought Kefka was crazier really. just because of Kefka does a lot of really shitty things to townspeople that didn't have any bearing in what was happening in the world around them. No, that just makes him more evil. It doesn't make him crazier. That's true. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's Kefka's something more that's, evil. Yeah. Jack is crazier. J- Jack is questionably not evil based on how crazy he may actually be. Well, Jack thinks he's the hero. He actually does. He is that oh, crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. That, that's a huge part of the character of Fairness. Kafka is at least sane enough to understand that he's evil. True. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> right. I'm going to call time on this conversation because unless time. either of you has anything else you need to bring up, it is time for our quiz. Awesome. Excellent. I didn't category and i don't have the answers <laughs> <laughs> the quiz okay. is not rigged this time and the quiz no. <laughs> is back to being rigged in the favor of myself the quiz host and that means that i will get the most entertainment out of this so this week's quiz chosen by jay chalk who has brought the scores to one to two to one that final one being guests which so far is cheese reaver Oh, I thought uh, I lost my point for last week. No, I didn't take it. I didn't take it away because that wouldn't be fair to other guests who may get represented at some point because, you know, Jay tends to have other stuff going on, especially during the school term. So, <clears throat> this week's quiz, selected by Jay Chalk as the winner last week, is The Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. And so I hope you have, you know, really worked on your knowledge of the CDI series and Link's crossbow training, and all of that other stuff. Hey, Link's crossbow training isn't canon. It's, it's the only Zelda Legend game, of Zelda game. No one said it had to be canon stuff, neither does CDI. None of those games are canon. I thought they were actually nope. technically considered canon. No, no, Nintendo basically disavows their existence. <laughs> Fair. Because uh, they were... A little bit of trivia before we start. The CDI games exist because originally Nintendo were in talks with Philips to make a disc-based console or expansion for the SNES. They pulled out of those talks because they, well, as we know, they weren't very confident about disc-based systems. And Remember the Sony PlayStation started as the Nintendo PlayStation. Exactly. Uh, one interesting thing I would say is arguably, when you think about it, they kind of were right on that because storage on card space is infinitely more than CDs right now. So they, in Absolutely. the long run, so, turned out they may have been right. At the time, not at the best time, decision. they were 100% wrong. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you know, can't really fault that. But, um,. But it was basically because of the the way the contracts had been negotiated and the deals that had already been done that Philips had the right to use Nintendo IPs on the CDI, even though it was no longer affiliated with Nintendo. And Nintendo basically just were like, yeah, we, we 
don't really care. We're just going to make sure you don't do anything that we wouldn't be okay with. And then basically pretended like it doesn't exist. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. But back to the quiz. So, Sinath, you knew what the topic was. Well, I mean, Cheese knew what it was as well. He was there for the decision. So... Sinneth, though, knew he That's was doing the quiz. That's bold to assume Cheese remembered anything. Well, you know, Sinneth <laughs> knew he was doing it, so have you done some research? Um, I wouldn't call it research, but I ended up finding a video of the original Legend of Zelda series back from the, what was that, the 90s or the 80s, that that cartoon series came out on TV. Oh, um, yeah. And it had... I didn't end up watching through it. I just kind of watched a couple of clips to see like how cringy it was, and oh hey, my they word! They originated the the bomb shield jump. Just throwing that out. They did. There. They did. Um, the bomb shield jump in Breath of the Wild is because of the animated series. Also, the animated series is actually a show within a show. From is it the Super Mario Brothers Super Show? It was called. I believe yeah, it like was. That. Yes. But yeah, but I believe anyway. he also made appearances on Captain N. Did probably. they did yep um, and that same video had captain n in it and i decided to also see how cringy that was for all of 10 minutes <laughs> captain n was amazing oh man as a kid that stuff was gold right but anyway cheese as our guest you can choose do you want to go first or second uh i'll go second okay so sinath first question mm-hmm what was the first Legend of Zelda game to debut at the release of a Nintendo console? You've got to give me the console as well. That's a good one. Gonna have, have to price you for an answer. Yeah. I'm gonna say Link to the Past and Super Nintendo, but I don't think that's right. That is not correct. Cheese? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna guess Ocarina of Time in 64. Also, incorrect. I know that's not right. Yeah, I know that one's not right. The first Nintendo, uh, sorry, Legend of Zelda game released at the same time as a Nintendo console was Twilight Princess, which was released at the same time as the Wii. Hmm. Really? Indeed. Okay. I thought it was actually released a little beforehand on the GameCube, but I guess it was. I guess it was simultaneous. No, it was due to come out beforehand, but was delayed because they wanted to update it and put it out on both at the same time. And ah, so okay. it was basically ready to go when it came out on the Wii. Okay. okay. So, cheese. Your first question: How many dungeons are there in the Game Boy Advance release of Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past? Wait, the Game Boy release of Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. Yes, and just not to clarify, the same thing as Link's Awakening. No, Game Boy Advance release of A Link to the Past is a, literally a re-release of the SNES A Link to the Past on the Game Boy Advance. But just to clarify one thing, Hyrule Castle and Dungeon are classed as two separate dungeons. Hmm. Okay. Sorry, I'm doing I'm doing mental math. That's cool. I, I, I'm willing to give you a couple of seconds here. Fourteen. Okay. Fourteen is correct. Sweet, I figured they might have added an extra one. And they did indeed add an extra dungeon. Ah, I thought it was a hidden dungeon in the pyramids, the Palace of the Four Sword. Good job. I like it. I was so doing that's... the math on Link to the Past, and I'm like, I think it's 13, but most of the, like, almost every Game Boy Advance re release of an earlier game included extra dungeons, 
the Final Fantasy mm-hmm. one did. Uh, it was really more of a guess of how many extra dungeons. Like, you can imagine yep. that would have caught Jay out, though. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He'd yeah. have been like, 13, done. <laughs> yeah, that Or he'd have said 11 because he wouldn't have considered certain things separate dungeons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. Um, so, that's 1 nil to cheese. And question two for Sinath. Okay, you'll have to forgive me on the pronunciation here. But IG Aonuma, known as the godfather of the Zelda franchise, has directed how many Legend of Zelda games? Um, that's a good one. <laughs> Don't need the games. I'll, I can give you the games after. You can guess them if you want. Don't need those. Just the number of games he has been the director for. I will guess six. Okay. Cheese? Um, God, is it not all of them? Um, yeah, then how many are there is the other question. Yeah, like... <laughs> uh, 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 does Link's crossbow training count? I... <laughs> no, this is only going to be main series canonical games. I, mean, I don't even know if that's a real answer. It's just a... <laughs> just pick a number. Uh... You know what? Thirteen. <laughs> no, He's probably been the producer on that, Andy. Uh, it's actually four. He oh, wow. was the gameplay director on Ocarina of Time, and then the director on Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, and Twilight Princess. And he has four basically bangers. overseen the series since Ocarina of Time came out. So, See, for anyone who didn't know his name, God- now you do. For, so when you said Godfather, I'm like, okay, this must be the guy that was like around during the original Zelda series. So <laughs> I was thinking from original Zelda all the way to Ocarina of Time. So I was counting games from origin, origin to or- Ocarina. I can understand the logic, but I think a big part of the reason he's known as the Godfather of the Zelda franchise is because he basically, like, it was a well-received franchise, don't get me wrong, but Ocarina of Time... Like the popularity it blew it, it, it blew it to a new level, and he's as as you heard the four games that he directed are arguably four of the best Zelda games ever released. Mm-hmm. You know, Wind Waker is probably my personal favorite. Twilight Princess for me, any day of the week. Wind Waker's fantastic. Uh, they're all all four are great games, but Twilight Princess yeah. for me. But, I can't hate on that. <laughs> But, cheese, question two. Shigeru Miyamoto, our lord and saviour of all gaming, <laughs> has directed how many Legend of Zelda games? Three. One. The Legend oh. of Zelda. Shit, give I was figuring me a guess. that oh, one. Sorry, che- sorry, Sinneth. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was figuring he had... The original uh, Adventures of Link and Link to the Past. That's why. That's what. That's where my guess of three came from. No, that's fair. And sorry, yes, yeah, Sinneth, I should have given you the opportunity to answer that, but uh, tough luck. It's already been done now. Maybe get a bonus <laughs> point at the end if I want to ask the tiebreaker question. <laughs> um, but we'll just jump straight on to question three, I guess. So, Sinneth. What are the first and last games listed in what is commonly known as the Downfall timeline, according to the Hyrule Historia? 
the first game listed, I'm pretty sure, was Link to the Past. Okay. And I'm pretty sure the last game listed was Spirit Tracks. Okay. Uh, Cheese, do you want to take a guess at this at all? The Downfall era? Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ocarina of Time, where you lose as a kid to The Adventures of Link. Okay. So, firstly, Ocarina of Time is the last game before the split in the timeline, so that is incorrect. However, mm-hmm. A Link to the Past is correct as the first game in the Downfall timeline. So, Sinneth, you can have a point for that. Alright, where does it end? It yeah, ends what's the last one? On the Adventure of Link. Ah, so geez, I get a point, You too. can have a point for that. I knew, so... I knew canonically the Adventure of Link is the last Zelda, I believe, until Breath of the Wild. Well, canonically, Breath of the sort Wild of. isn't in the timeline. Uh, Bullshit. The, no, no, no. <laughs> the official answer from A.G. Aonuma uh, is that though they had considered where it would fit within the timeline, they've decided it doesn't fit within that timeline because basically too many people have too many good arguments for why it should fit this timeline, this timeline, or this place in the timeline, both within Nintendo and outside, and so they're not currently going to place it anywhere in the official timeline. It's also important to remember that they never wanted to give... Yeah, they never wanted to give an official timeline to begin with. Like it was oh, no, something the... that they just got harassed the shit out of them for years to get one. Yeah. And so they I did went, know they did go. not. Have, they didn't want one because they didn't put one out till after Spirit Tracks. Yeah, Hyrule I Historia was... was when it came. The first out. time, like that was yeah. where the timeline was revealed. And apparently, it was. I don't know how true this bit is, but it's supposed to have been sort of like the unofficial timeline that they used within Nintendo, but they didn't consider canonical anyway. It was sort of just this is how they could fit together, but then they just mm-hmm. went, Do you know what? Screw it. That's the official timeline. I will say, I really thought all of the timeline splits that were in the one I've seen happened at Link, or not Link the Best, Ocarina of Time, depending upon. What happened at what in what yeah, timeline? It is, but yes. that's why Ocarina of Time is considered to be the last one before. Uh, the split. it's the last one before because it's the one that causes happens, the split, yeah, but it is what not happens itself in that. part of it. Gotcha. Like okay. there's the child link timeline, the adult link timeline, and the downfall timeline. Where you die as a child, I Though, think. Just to let you know, Spirit Tracks is the last game in the adult timeline. <clears throat> oh, yeah, and Spirit Tracks is a sequel of Phantom Hourglass, which is itself a sequel of Wind Waker. Oh, look. Mm-hmm. That would be the adult timeline. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> Basically. Okay. But, Sinath. Mm-hmm. No. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, whose question is it? I don't know. I just gave you both a point. I'm confused, okay? So, Cheese. Uh, question three. What is the name of the final boss in Link's Awakening. I have absolutely no clue. Do you want to take I a guess? I have never played Link's Awakening. Um, um, Ganon! A reasonable <laughs> guess, but not correct. Sinneth? 
I honestly don't remember him having a name. I know the final dungeon is the Windfish, and I will call the boss that you fight within him the Nightmare, but I don't know if, what his actual name was. Okay. Now, the last boss is Nightmare. Its very oh, okay. final phase is called Deathl, but because the Deathl? name... Yes, D-E-T-H-L. <laughs> Not even joking. Literally, it's name. <laughs> but I will accept Nightmare making it tool at the end of the third round so <laughs> what can I say like you know it's just bad translations isn't it obviously but I'm, I'm wondering what good translation that could have been death <laughs> like, just a random L at the end okay, well, giggles. look if we're going to get into names this good because the next two questions are also both names from within the series or na- to name things within the series so, God um, all. yeah, Sinath, question four. What are the names of the fairies in Majora's Mask? That would be the one with Skull Kids and the one with oh, Link. Oh, my word. Um, Red Fairy and Yellow Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know their names, I and which is funny because I love the music from Majora's Mask and I've never played it. Moment of silence. <laughs> did that. Anyway, cheese. Uh, I actually think I remember. It, it, it's it's Tattletail, right? It is Tattle and Tail. That is correct. Hmm. I played Majora's or no, yeah, Majora's Mask like two years ago. It's the only reason I remember it. <laughs> I just thought it was amusing because they called Tattle Tail. Um, but yeah, I couldn't tell <laughs> you which one's Tattle and which one's Tail, but. Uh, I think Tattle is the one you get. I think so. I'm not 100 percent sure off the top of my because head. Because it takes over the na- the that. Navi. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay. the amount of times I've yelled "shut the fuck up" at Navi in my life is oh, a <laughs> sizable. It's too number. many. You are not the only one. Oh, okay. I, I'm I'm very aware of that. Question four for Cheese Reaver. What is the name of the final boss in Spirit Tracks? Oh, fuck. Doom Train. I don't know. I've never actually played Spirit Tracks. <laughs> okay. Sinus, you want to take a guess? Um, I want to say it's some sort of a dark wizard type dude. I don't think it's the evil eye that you see. That's Four Sword. I don't know his name. Okay, so the name of the last boss in Spirit Tracks is Maladus. Hmm. That sounds like an evil wizard name. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I've never played Spirit Tracks. <laughs> I didn't either, to be honest, so... Oh, well, in fairness, it's a really good game. It, it is a genuinely good game. Um, what did it come out on, the DS, or was it GTA? DS, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that is what is that? Three two to Cheese Reaver, and question five for Sinath. Mm-hmm. Tingle appears as a character in five Legend of Zelda games. Name three oh, geez, of them. Tingle, Tingle the meme. Um, where does Tingle start? I want to say Ocarina of Time is one of them, which also means that Majora's Mask is one of them. 
I'm trying to think if Tingle is in. Was he in Wind Waker as well? Were those your three guesses? Yeah, those are going to be my three guesses. Okay, so you are correct on Majora's Mask and Wind Waker. Jeez, oh. do you want to take a guess at the other one? Oh, one. Well, of I thought it was ones? five of them. There is five, <laughs> but there's only one point more available, so go for it. Oh, gotcha. Um, he gets two points for that? He might. <clears throat> uh, Depends on your answer to the next question, really. Uh, all right, he gave what? Uh, he gave Majora's Mask and he gave us Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and Wind Waker. And okay. Majora's Mask and Wind Waker were correct. Uh, if he's in Wind Waker, I'm gonna guess he's in Phantom Hourglass. He is not. Damn. The five games altogether, in order of uh, is it timeline? No, maybe release. I don't know. Uh, Majora's Mask, Oracle of Ages, Wind Waker, Four Sword Adventures, and Minish Cap. I've played Oracle of Ages. I don't remember Tingle. Tingle is indeed in Oracle of Ages, but not Oracle of Seasons. Oh, no, I played Oracle of Seasons. There we go. Never mind. So, yeah, so he's not getting two points for it. He's only getting the point for it, don't worry. But that's 3 all, And now it's Cheese's chance to win the whole thing. What was the reason, and from which game, was Link's left or right-handedness changed? Officially. Skyward Sword, because most people are right-handed for the Wiimote. That is correct. That is the exact reason. Officially, they they changed him to be right-handed. They actually built the game, and then just mirrored the whole fucking thing. They actually did that before. Or, no, they Princess. did that for Twilight Princess. Yeah. The Wii release, that's right. But canonically in Twilight Princess, even though the Wii release has you playing right-handed, Link is still left-handed at that point in history. And it's from Skyward Sword and then into Breath of the Wild that he is now right-handed. So with that, Cheese wins the quiz. 4-3. I just want to say, it wasn't as bad as you thought it might be, was it? I was expecting, like, a bunch of questions about fucking, like, Wand of Gamelon or Faces of Evil or something. Like, what item works against the witch in Wand of Gamelon? Fuck, I don't know. The cloak. I don't know if you've ever watched those games be played, but they're fucking terrible. Do you want to get in on a little (laughs) secret here? I wrote two Zelda quizzes in case one of these two wasn't available. This is the easy one. Oh. Oh. So So next time do they... Good. All right. Yeah, I'm going to pick that as the category for next time, and you can just use that other list. <laughs> so, assuming J Chalk is available, we'll still give him his Legend of Zelda quiz, and it will be slightly more challenging than this one is. Um, yeah. I don't know. This one, they're, they're turned into a lot of numbers. Like, how many has this guy directed? Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't want, like, because I opened with what I felt were very easy or fairly easy questions. I wanted to throw something that's going to make him think, oh, this is about to get so much worse. Because, <laughs> you know, I didn't want you thinking it was going to be a super easy quiz all the way through. Um, I'd like to hear but, the tiebreaker, though. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to hear the tiebreaker? So the tiebreaker was going to be, how many dungeons are there in the Legend of Zelda series? And just for the sake of clarity here, this does include Breath of the Wild, but the that's a lot of dungeons. 120 temples... Are not dungeons. Only the big four, or the, the big four, four plus the castle. and Hyrule Castle. They're the dungeons okay. in the game. 
Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Man, as a whole, though, that's a lot. Are we double counting for re-releases? Like, no. I guess no, Link no. Between o- Worlds is the canonical series. I mean, Link Between Worlds is technically canonical. It's not a re-release. Oh, Link Between Worlds is canonical. So that's. I'm just loving, like, I can see you both adding it up in your minds now, going through all the Zelda games, thinking about how many temples there are in each of them. I'm going to just throw a number out there and say 100. I'm still counting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I throw a, a rough estimate number. Because <laughs> I know there's anywhere from, like, 9 to 15 temples per game. Oh, and now we're getting well. Shit, I don't. I have no idea how many you're in fucking like spirit tracks and shit. So, yeah. 130. Okay, uh, cheese is closer. The current answer is 148. I was actually thinking 150 before I went back down to 100. <laughs> well, you made that mistake. Ne- never ever question yourself on these things. Just go straight yeah, in. On with something like that, go with the gut. Yeah, it, so if, I, if I was actually know, trying guts. to count. But then I ran into, like, how many are in Phantom Hourglass? I have no fucking idea. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's so, these Zelda yeah. games that I've never played, and I have no idea how many dungeons are in them. Yeah. This, this whole discussion has given me the idea. So Cheese has his Pokemon journey. Retro has his Castlevania journey. I think I need to make a Zelda journey. Everyone should make a Zelda journey. It, yeah, definitely. You should go and play all the Zelda games you can get your hands on. No doubt about it. And I don't, I don't, yeah, I mean, you, well, you, you probably know, but, you know, some of the old ones are hard. I just... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did play the first one. You mean. The Adventure I, I of Link ain't no bitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, I did play the first one, I did play the second one, and I played the third one, but after that, yeah, my knowledge, and Link's Awakening, but that's about it. Also, um, very quick little bit of trivia scene as we've mentioned the Adventure of Link a couple of times. That is the only Zelda game which actually, within the context of the game, has Link directly say something. And there are two scenes. One where he says, I can climb in this fireplace. And there's another where it says, I have found whatever item it may be. And there is something I want to say in the Wind Waker, but it might be in a different one of the three D ones where there is actually an audio clip that plays, but it's not canonical that it's Link actually speaking it, even though it blatantly is. Whereas <laughs> the Adventure of Link has those two things. Also, the Adventure of Link, while it's a very different game than any other Zelda at all, it's a great game. Oh, it is. Yeah. Like, I understand why people didn't like it at the time, because it was such a departure from the first one. But it's a good mm-hmm. game. Oh, very good game. I I enjoyed it a great deal. But um, keep us updated on that, Sinneth, because maybe we'll have to add a Legend of Zelda update and see how that's going. And uh, maybe we can get an update on Cheese's Pokemon adventure next episode as well, even if he's not around for it. Maybe Jane Short can give us an update on your Pokemon adventure. <laughs> That'll be great. <laughs> He'd be too nice about it, to be honest. He would. He would not. He, he would not roast me nearly well enough. Yeah, maybe perhaps, we'll have to find someone. Perhaps else you'll do. have to give an update on my Pokemon adventure. <laughs> yeah, this rat fucker has not. 
can't even catch a fucking Zubat. <laughs> well, I mean, if you can't catch a Zubat, you deserve all the abuse you get. No, absolutely. <laughs> okay, Go into nice. a cave. There are 30 Zubat. <laughs> Start right. So with that guys We've got our winner It is Cheese Reaver You've chosen to elect to have this Hard Zelda quiz next time and I'm good with that And that also brings the scores To Chalk has one point Sinneth has two points And Guests Slash Cheese Reaver has two points As well So Sinneth mm-hmm. you need to up your game You've not won since week two <laughs> I mean I still have more than Jay <laughs> Man, and I thought I was shooting shots earlier. But... So I'm guessing nobody got a point for last time. No, Jay got the point. <laughs> yeah, I let him keep the that's point. His, need, that's his one needed. point. He needs the point. <laughs> no, it, it, look. Ultimately, they were cheating together and still let Jay win. So it's Sinneth's point. Sinneth's fault that Jay has a point in my eyes. But... True. With that, guys, I think we're going to say that's about the end of the show. I have had great fun, as always, so thank you for joining us again, Cheese. I don't know. Thanks for having me. And as always, thank you to my co-host, Sinus. We've definitely got through some stuff today. It turns out you hate fun. (laughs) Or at least the kind of fun fun that most people like. (laughs) Yeah, the kind that's fun. And for anyone who is listening, thank you for joining us, and have a good one. Thanks for listening, and if you want to get in contact with the show, maybe you've got a question you want to hear asked, or you'd like to suggest, or be a future guest for the show, maybe you just want to keep up with what's going on with the podcast, or my life in general, you can find me on social media, at YLIGP on Twitter, at YLIG underscore podcast on Instagram, and the Your Lives in Gaming podcast group on Facebook, or drop me an email to yourlivesingaming at gmail.com. And thanks again for listening. <laughs>